0: Will you please welcome to the stage, our guest moderator, Rezi Gadger. Good evening. My name's Rezi and I'm delighted to be here as a host for this special event of Meet the British Sailing Olympian selected for 2012. It's been a really exciting couple of weeks as the sailors were the first British athletes to be selected for the Olympics. London 2012 is going to be a a once-in-a-lifetime event, not just for the competitors, but for all of us here with a passion for sport. Now, did you know that sailing has been the most successful British sport in three out of four Olympics? These sailors are the first ever team to have a chance to all win a medal. So we've got high hopes. So some of the sailors are here tonight to help us understand sailing. But before we bring them on, let's have a look at Britain's medal hopefuls in action. So you've just seen a little bit of the team in action. So firstly, I'd like to introduce Lucy and Kate McGregor, two thirds of the match race girls and current world champions. Not only selected for 2012 with fellow crew member Annie Lush, but these girls are the first sailing sisters to ever compete at the Olympics. Hi girls. So, girls, you've made history. How does that feel? It's brilliant, you know, being selected for the Games. um, Fantastic feeling
1: and really exciting. Looking ahead, it's going to be a long, hard year, but, you know, can't wait to get started, really, with the training and everything. Um, But in terms of making history, I guess we don't really think of, you know, being sisters. (laughs) We're um, we're very much a professional team, the three of us, and um, the fact that we're sisters just kind of happens to uh, (laughs) go alongside so um, it didn't really come into part when we chose to sail with each other but obviously it would be awesome if we can win a medal together.
0: So that's good that you don't really think of each other as sisters because that means it's quite easy to keep your home life and your work separate from each other isn't it? So who would you say is the most sensible out of the two?
2: Um, I think it varies like (laughs) Lucy's pretty sensible when we're on the water, um, but then she's a bit of a comedian when we're like oh, at really? home and away <laughs> from sailing, so yeah, it just depends. It varies. Depends on the situation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and as a girl, and I'm sure many other girls can relate to this, it, you know, the type of things you like to do to relax every once in a while is, you know, go shopping, get your nails done. And how does this fit into your schedule?
2: We do, yeah, we like shopping, we're like, if we go away, yeah, exactly, (laughs) if we go away, then usually on lay days, we end up shopping, Um, and Annie, who's our third member, she's also into it, so yeah, we still do normal things that all girls do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, so you're just the same as every other normal girl. So, I just want to know, in a sentence, because I don't know a lot about sailing, What is match racing and how different is it from the other Olympic classes? So one sentence. One sentence. It's a tough one. (laughs) Um,
1: Just two boats, fast, furious, racing, more like boxing than a 100 metre race, really.
0: Good way to explain it. And Kate, you're only 20. So how are you coping with the pressure of your first Olympic campaign?
2: Um, it hasn't really hit me to be honest yet, Like we've been, I've been sailing full time with Lucy and Annie for a year now but uh, since then we've just been fully focused and I've almost been playing catch up so I haven't really had time to think about it, it's just important that we keep
0: going the way we are and uh, keep training hard. Because, I mean, you're only 20, so do you not ever find that your friends are like, yeah, let's go shopping, or let's go out, and you're like, sorry girls, I've got (laughs) to go train.
2: Uh, A little bit, but I did two years of uni before I started sailing anyway, so I had those two years to party hard and have times with friends and stuff, but now it's just important that we get the gold medal at the end.
0: Got it all out of your system then, so now it's time to focus. Exactly. (laughs) So, one last question. For all the girls looking to choose sport as a profession, what advice would you have?
1: Um, I think just, you know, really enjoy it. We're very lucky because we absolutely love the sport we do. Um, and therefore, you know, we haven't held back from just giving 100% and fully enjoying it. And you still get to do everything that a normal person <laughs> gets to do.
0: Exactly. On so days you don't miss off, out on so anything. Just Someone go for just, it. Stay focused.
1: just go for it, yeah.
0: Lovely. Well, thank you very much, girls. So next, I would like to introduce Nick Dempsey, also recently selected for 2012. He's a bronze medalist in Athens in 2004 and missing out on a medal by a whisker in 2008. Nick has a strong record of meddling in Weymouth, so let's have a look at him in action. Nick Dempsey. Hi, Nick. Come have a seat. (laughs) So after watching that video, wow, windsurfing looks exhausting. Now, I've been told that windsurfers are some of the fittest athletes at the Games. Is this true and why?
3: Um, I'm not sure about the fittest at the Games, but um, it certainly is hard work. You know, we train very hard. It's a very aerobic sport, especially in the light winds. Um, and in the stronger winds, it's very, um, the sails very loaded, so it's pretty hard. But yeah, we're training pretty hard. What
0: kind of things do you do to train for it?
3: Um, currently, I have um, eight sessions a week in the gym, four strength sessions. Wow. Um, focusing on power development and um, four aerobic sessions, um, ranging from, you know, kind of a medium-intensity 90-minute, say, on a bike or a row machine, um, down to some sprint intervals, depending on the time of year. And then we do our, on maybe, currently only three on-the-water sessions, just kind of ticking over with the sailing. But, um, yeah, it's, it's intense. It's a lot of gym sessions.
0: Yeah. yeah, I bet. And how are you feeling ahead of 2012? I mean, you, out of everyone in this team, probably has the most determination to medal on home waters.
3: Um, I'm pretty determined to medal. Um, this is, um, the London Games is a once-in-a-lifetime. It's, uh, you know, it's it's the Olympic Games. Um, I feel like I'm coming to the the kind of the pinnacle of my career. And I think um, this time I have a good chance of winning. And um, yeah, determined as ever and training hard.
0: Good. And I just want to say congratulations. I hear that you're an expectant dad for the second time. So how do you cope with the pressure of an Olympic campaign and being a dad?
3: Yeah, it's hard. I bet. (laughs) Um, As many people know, being a parent is not easy. Um, I think that I'm very lucky in having a very understanding wife. Um, She does the majority of uh, looking after Thomas. And uh, yeah, another one is just gonna make life a little bit harder, a little bit more stressful. (laughs) <laughs> Not overly excited about the first six months. <laughs> I have actually put myself into the hotel for the first three months. Um, oh no. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Everybody has to deal with it. Um, and uh, yeah, we do our best at being a good parent and being a dedicated, selfish sportsman.
0: So talking of your lovely wife, now Nick is married to double Olympic gold medalist Sarah Aiton. So, I just wanted to know the big question we all want to know is Thomas going to be the next big windsurfer or an Olympic champion sailor like his mum?
3: I was hoping on tennis, actually. <laughs> <laughs> or <golf. laughs> Something
0: totally different, yeah. moving away from it all. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'd like to do something different. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, lovely. Gives you a bit of bonding time with him, yeah. doing something different. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much, Thank Nick. You. So, moving on to Paul Goodison, a a defending Olympic champion. Paul. I was
4: waiting for some video or something.
0: (laughs) Hi, Paul. Hello. So, Paul, I know we're here to talk about sailing, but I hear you're a huge football fan (laughs) and have your own seat in the director's box at Sheffield United. So, why sailing and not football?
4: I was never good enough at football, unfortunately. That's uh, I'd not love, what I've heard. love to have a seat <laughs> at the uh, director's box, but they only invite me for the, for the, for the big matches. But unfortunately, <laughs> being as we're in League One, there's not many of those floating around, so I've not been watching much football this oh year.
0: Oh, no. So I had a good scenario for you here. So oh, Sheffield okay. United, they're one goal away from winning the Champions League. But so it's never going to happen. But <laughs> say, say if they were, go with it. Say if they were. <laughs> if you could pick from scoring that winning goal for your amazing football team. Or getting a medal at the Olympics, what would you pick?
4: <laughs> obviously a medal at the Olympics, but as I've already got one of those, it probably wouldn't be too bad to, uh, <laughs> to score the winning goal for Sheffield United, but that's probably but not going to happen. Obviously it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we can all keep our fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> so as a defending champion, the pressure must be on. How do you handle it?
4: I think um, the pressure's on all of us. Uh, I think whether you're a defending champion or you've not medaled before, we all want to do our very best at the game. So I think all the pressure comes from internally and it's just all about um, delivering your best performance on the day and hopefully that'll be good enough for, uh, for a gold medal.
0: So what kind of things do you do to let loose? You know, do you <laughs> occasionally have a drink or two? Are Olympic sailors allowed to have fun or is it work, work, work?
4: I think uh, we only have a drink once every four years when we've all won it, the Games. But uh, I
0: can't <laughs> imagine sailing on a hangover to be very fun. It's actually <laughs> not
4: a bad way to clear the head. When really? You, when you're out at the water with a, with a breeze in your hair. But no, um, apart from that, we do quite a lot of windsurfing, kitesurfing, generally having fun. Um, I've just recently taken up golf. Oh, which cool. seems to frustrate the head out of me. Oh, but really? It's, uh, <laughs> it's good to focus on something different. But, yeah, just get away from the sailing and let your hair down and is do always a good option. Yeah.
0: So, with fellow Team Volvo sailor, Saskia Clark, sailing's golden couple, how I'm do you not, live with someone... I'm not sure Nick agree with that. I think Nick and Sarah, <laughs> Sarah are up there with that. How do you live with someone who's as competitive and driven as yourself?
4: Um, it's quite easy, actually. We're both very driven to, uh, to achieve what we want to achieve. Sometimes we... Cross wires, but uh, I yeah. always seem to seem to win and put her back in her place, and we, we move on, move on as normal.
0: So, do you know what I ever find when you're like <laughs> cooking dinner, and, you know, one of you shouts, "The air direction has changed in the fan-assisted oven. We need to attack the meat." <clears throat> Does that not yeah. ever happen?
4: It's not usually that stressful. No. <laughs> the cook cooking a house,
0: because no. it's quite laid back. How lovely. <laughs> well, brilliant. Thank you very much, Thank Paul. Thank you. So now I would like to introduce you to the sailing legend Ben Ainsley. His achievements go before him, three Olympic gold medals and one silver, and a nation who expects him to deliver again next year. Let's see what some other
3: sporting greats have to say about him.
0: Greatest sailor this country's seen, probably since Nelson.
5: He's a fantastic
3: athlete, probably going to be the, the best sailing great that, that, that there's ever been.
4: I can think of no one in any sport that on the day you put your money on more than Ben. To beat him, you have to be at your really best,
0: and if you're not
4: at your really best, you don't have a shot against him.
0: He just has that killer instinct. I mean, if, if Ben Ainsley was taking English penalties, we'd probably have certainly three more trophies since 66.
5: I think at pretty much every sport, you obviously need the talent, but uh, there are a lot of people out there that are talented. So you need something extra, I think, to get you through, and in most cases, that's determination.
4: I think Ben is the... Hardest worker I know, he's, he's a real machine on the training side and the old cliché is right, you, uh, the harder you train, the better you do. I think in his mind he wants to give that extra bit that the others don't the other give, you know, and uh, that makes him uh, a very strong competitor.
3: What I love about Ainsley and all the greats, sporting individuals whether it's a Bobby Charlton or a Pele, they do have this grace and I think anyone who's met Ben would just say you know what a good guy he is as well as a fantastic
0: competitor.
5: The multiple medalists from different games I think are at a different level than the multiple medalists from one game. True great athletes are the ones that can come back four years later and do it again and four years after that and do it again. Well, when Ben wins the next
4: games, and uh, I probably shouldn't say that, but I fully expect him to, um, he's going to become
5: the most successful sailor of all time. It would just be incredible. I mean, it's hard to describe. I mean, I don't think you can put it into words what an amazing feeling that would be. But at the same time, you don't think about it too much. You just hope that you'll get the opportunity to find out how that would feel. If he can uh, win a gold in 2012, uh, I'm sure that he will be competing again uh, four years after that. The most important thing in my life is is winning gold in in London 2012, and nothing else matters afterwards. Nothing matters, we'll work that out then.
0: So, Ben Ainsley. Hi Ben. Hi. So now campaigning for his fifth Olympic Games and fourth consecutive gold medal, we've just heard some humbling words. How do you cope with the pressure, expectations, and the comparison to Nelson?
5: Yeah, I'm not sure videos like that help that help help so much. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, as Paul said, there's a lot of pressure on everybody. It doesn't really make any difference if it's your fifth Olympics or your first. Um, we all desperately want to do as well as we can, you know. Uh, when you're going training for something like the Olympics, it's a lifetime of work. Um, certainly with this Olympic cycle, four years work. And so you want to make it all worthwhile. And um, we'll all be doing absolutely everything we can to, to make sure that's the case.
0: So do you still get just as excited for this campaign as you did to your first Olympic campaign?
5: It's very different. I'm, uh, I'd like to say I'm older and, and wiser. I'm just older, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely. This. Olympics at home in London. It's such a huge opportunity for everyone, whether you're racing or just going to watch, it's going to be an incredible occasion. And so we're all, I think, you know, there's an extra push and extra excitement about racing for us and sailing on home waters down in Weymouth and Portland.
0: Yeah, I bet. And what do you think it's going to be like for all those people that aren't competing? Because obviously it's in London, it's in our turf.
5: I don't know if many people remember the um, Euro 96 football championship and a real sort of carnal, carnival atmosphere that surrounded London. And I think if we can get that sort of atmosphere going, it'll be a, really it'll be an incredible summer.
0: I think we will, definitely. Yeah. Definitely love that, atmos- that atmosphere. So you do fin sailing, and obviously I have no idea about sailing, so can you just explain to us what, f- what fin sailing is, you know, how physical it is, what it feels like when you do it?
5: Well, the fin is the men's heavyweight class in the in the sailing in the olympics single-handed heavyweight class so i sail on my own um, the ideal body weight somewhere between 95 and 105 kilos and uh, yeah it is quite a physical class um, really the physicality mainly comes in on the downwind legs when we're sailing with the wind and the rules allow you to work the boat as hard as you like so it's very very physical it's a, sort of akin to r- rowing um with with the sail obviously rather than having oars so you're, yeah. you're, you're pumping the sail to try and propel the boat through the water and uh, in, in a lot of cases the harder you do that the faster you go so it's a lot of effort involved
0: do you not find that once you finish sailing your body's just burning from <laughs> all the physical activity you've been doing
5: yeah it's quite a nice boat because it's big enough you can sort of collapse and lie on your back and um, <laughs> try and recover paul's boat's a bit smaller so he's going to sort of make it look like he's not really that tired and <laughs> which probably isn't, but for me, I can sort of lie on my front and hide away and puke up or whatever.
0: (laughs) Because how do you train for that?
5: What, puking up? Yeah,
0: yeah, how do you train for the puking? (laughs) Well, he was lying. We actually go drinking all the time. (laughs) How do you Uh, train for fin
5: sailing? Well, you know, we we obviously, um, same as what Nick was saying, with the windsurfing, we spend, obviously, a lot of time on the water, but there's a lot of land-based training in the gym, uh, trying to get the body weight to the required... Amount and, and that can change from event to event. For example, we've got our World Championships coming up in December for all of the Olympic classes in Australia, and it's a very windy venue. So most of us have been trying to stack on our body weight for that event. Yeah. Then it will probably come down a bit for the Olympics next year. So, yeah, a lot of land-based training to get the right body weight and be aerobically fit.
0: How many hours do you tend to train a week?
5: Not as much as Nick. That's slightly excessive, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> but, no, it's uh, it, it does vary. Very much on the, on the wind, it's wind dependent a lot of the time. Um, so we spend two to five hours on the water depending on the conditions and then uh, one to two hours in the gym each day. So it's oh quite, God. sailing in general is a time intensive sport because not only do you have to do the training, you also have to do the boat development, boat work and um, it takes, takes quite a lot of time.
0: Yeah, a lot of training involved, but as long as you enjoy it, it's all that yeah. matters. <laughs> so now I'd like to invite the audience to ask any questions you may have. So any questions, anyone? Yeah, the gentleman down there.
3: Sir so Steve Redgrave said, there's a difference between the sailors who only win one medal per games and other athletes, like the cyclists, who might win three or four golds in one game. Um, ben is undoubtedly, I think, going to be the greatest Olympian for London 2012 for the British team. Does be- Will Ben's sailing program permit him to carry the British flag at the opening ceremony?
5: <laughs> uh, Something I, I, I haven't really given much thought, to be honest. I guess you have to, um, I, I don't know how to decide, decide who, who does that. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it would obviously be a huge honor to, to do that if, if time allowed, yeah.
0: Lovely, any other questions?
3: Hello, I'd just like to ask whether you need to be born into a sailing family to be able to sit up there. Cool. <laughs> um,
0: who wants to answer that one?
3: Well, I, I wasn't born into a sailing family. Um, my wife wasn't born into a sailing family. Um, no, you just, uh, you need, a s- I think you do need some sort of support from your, from your family or at least family friends, but um, definitely it doesn't have to be, it's not bred into you. I think um, anybody can do it. Do
0: you reckon it's something that you need to start training at, at a young age, to be able to be as successful as you
3: guys are? I think it helps. Um, I think we all started sailing at a very young age. I started windsurfing when I was seven years old, Um, and I was kind of on the, you know, racing nationally when I was 12, so um, it definitely helps.
4: I, I don't really know. I've got a bit of a different opinion. Like, I sailed up until, I sailed from about four or five sailing with my dad, but that was all just about having fun, going messing around in a boat and enjoying myself. My true passion was football, but I never quite made it as a footballer. And it w- probably wasn't until 96, when Ben came home from Atlanta with a silver medal, that actually I thought, maybe this is something I need to get a bit more serious about. And then I switched from almost messing about, having fun with the race, into being a bit more serious with it. So I think you can come, come into it a bit later, but uh, it's good to have done some previously before, before you get too serious.
0: Lovely. So did you want to ask a question in front? <laughs>
2: Uh, with, with sailing moving towards a kind of spectator friendly kind of uh, good, good, uh, good sort of uh, stadium racing and uh, the new medal race area for the game. So how do you feel about sailing going in that direction?
1: Um, I think it's, it's really exciting and the, there was a really great atmosphere um, by, the, by the medal race course, by the north um, area. Um, this during the test event this year and a load of us went up onto the, onto the nose and watched from where the spectator st- stands will be come the Games next year and um, it was awesome you know, you're looking down on the course you felt really close to everyone racing they could all hear everyone cheering and there there was only probably 200 people maximum set up on the, on the hill but when there's going to be 4,000 ticketed seats I think it's going to be a, a really awesome um, feel there
4: uh, hi, Dan here. Um, yes. Could you talk a, b- a little bit about your motivation? Uh, <coughs> you know, if you're like me, you get up at quarter past five in the morning, and you hate it, and uh, yeah, it's <laughs> sort of difficult to get motivated for that. So, how do, I mean, you know, I can understand that you have a sort of four-year view, and you think, yeah, I'm going to win that medal. But how do you come down to sort of breaking it down into much smaller bits?
5: Well, uh, yeah, it's a good point because we, you know, four years or, or longer are out to an Olympic Games and this end goal. But you're right, so you know, what you tend to do is um, for each year you have some peak events, which you know, whether in terms of qualification or just events that you know you want to be at your maximum performance for. And that will probably be two or three events a year. It's hard to do much more than that. And uh, you then work back from that and plan up how you're going to build up to those events and be at your maximum performance. Um, And then after that, it's important to take some time to taper down Recover and then start building up again. So um, it's really, you know, putting it into uh, blocks of, of intense training to uh, build up to the events that you really want to be performing at, and that's uh, that's really the best way to to uh, make each day count. And then at the end of the end, you've got this sort of the goal at the end, which is the Olympics, which you're hoping to ultimately be successful at.
4: I think, especially when it comes closer to the games, like it's it's within a year now. I think it's 200 and 80-something days, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but knowing that there's not much time left until you've got to perform on that day just means that every day when I wake up, I set a goal that I've got to do something that's going to put me in a better position to achieve the end goal in, uh, in nine months' time. And kind of, you look at yourself when you go to bed and have I actually done anything today that's going to push me closer to the end goal? And if I have, I can sleep well. If not, then... Maybe i get up and do a couple of push-ups or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lovely. Anyone else? Oh, yep. Yeah, we'll just... Oh, there's one over here, sorry. We'll come back to you. <laughs> how old were you when you
1: started sailing? Ben? Oh, Ben. Uh,
5: oh, I was <laughs> about three or four years old, so I was one of the ones that got into it with my parents, so uh, that's how, how I got into sailing, just for fun as a kid from a young age. But I don't know, how old are you, Paul? Again,
4: I was, I think, four years old. My little brother had just been born, so mum couldn't sail with dad, so I kind of got thrown in the front of the boat, and dad told me <laughs> to pull a string every now and then.
0: <laughs> Simple as that.
1: And, um, well, both Kate and I grew up with a sailing family as well, so I think we were on the water long before we remember, really. <laughs> Probably days old. <laughs> but um, we started learning... Probably when we're about seven or eight.
0: Anyone else? I think this lady here wanted to ask a question. Hi. It was really following on from that, really, because I'm from a sailing family as well. And I just wondered, I mean, I grew up with them, um, starting with Mirrodingas. In fact, my dad still sails one now at 73. Uh, and I just wondered what boats did you start with?
2: Um, me and Lucy both started in mirrors as well, oh, yeah, and then went through like 420s and then through like that.
3: I've always been a windsurfer. Yeah, so you
0: never sailed at all.
5: Well,
0: limited.
4: limited. It, it tries every now and then.
5: <laughs> 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 uh,
4: I started in uh, in an enterprise, at the front of enterprise.
0: Oh, did you? Right, okay, yeah.
5: yeah I, I started in an
4: optimist.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. And I started in a laser. (laughs) I lasted two minutes, fell out, never again.
4: (laughs) Um, Ben, am I right in saying that you're using the same boat this summer that you used in 2004? Is that correct? And if that is true, then uh, I have quite a few friends who are always insistent on having a brand new boat um, most years, um, and I've always told them that it's pointless because it won't be as fast as the boat you know. What do you have to say about that?
5: I think there's an element of truth in that, for sure. And yeah, my favorite boat is a boat from 2004, which uh, I've had to look after a lot along the way, but it's still a very fast boat. Um, But having said that, you're you're always trying to move the game forward, so we're trying to develop new equipment, whether it's in the boat, or the mast, or the sails, and the the whole package, to to move that forward. So I can't say now whether I'll use that boat next summer or not, but it's certainly a very good option to have. And um, yeah, you've got to have a good reason to go away from something which is tried and tested and any any uh, you know we always say you know you'd never go into an event with using equipment that's unchecked or you would never used before in racing so it's important that you're happy with the equipment you know it and then you can just concentrate on trying to race well
0: anyone else um
1: if you could give one tip to become a medal-winning sailor what would that be
0: Got to give the secret away now, I'm waiting
3: for I my think, think so god, <laughs>
4: get your notepad out, Nick. Yeah, <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. I would say, uh, having a good relationship with your peers. If uh, you know, sitting here now, if I would do anything differently, I would definitely probably have put more effort into having a better relationship with the people I was racing against and uh, um. Sounds a bit weird, but honestly, and it's a, it's a small world, and I think it's probably the same in anything in life. Um, you never quite know who you're going to meet again, or race against, or work with further down the road. So, trying to, um, you know, have good relationships with the people around you, probably.
0: Anyone else for questions? Oh, yeah.
5: Um, so, you're Obviously all at different stages within your career, some of you have achieved amazing things and some of you we're hoping are gonna achieve amazing things. Obviously that, that your sailing career or competitive sailing career will come to an end at some point. Do you have any other ambitions outside of sailing as a sport itself that you, you wish to pursue? And that goes to all of you. So should we start
0: down that Okay. okay.
2: <laughs> um, at the moment, it's all about sailing for me. Um, I started uni two years ago, and I've been doing uni alongside sailing this year, but I was definitely sailing more than uni, and I put that on hold to focus on sailing, and I'm at the start of my career, so I hope it will carry on for a long, lot longer.
1: For me, I haven't got a clue what I want to do after sailing. <laughs> um, after Olympic sailing, then I'd like to do um, other types of professional sailing, I think, and... Um, you know, just see how far I can get with that. Um, there aren't that many females doing it at the moment, so it'd be nice to sort of try and make a bit of a breakthrough with that. But um, apart from that, I haven't got a clue.
3: <laughs> um, I um, obviously have always windsurfed and hopefully always will, but um, inevitably there will come the day where I will have to stop. But um, the only passion I have outside of, of windsurfing is I'd like to be a professional photographer, something I spend quite a lot of time doing at the moment. and. I think the only other job that I think I could enjoy just as much.
4: I've got um, plenty of other sailing ambitions, but uh, I think outside of that, trying to get a single-figure golf handicap is probably, probably right up there at the minute, <laughs> but, but some way off, unfortunately. <laughs> I was waiting for you to put that in there, <laughs> Uh
5: Yeah, for me, I mean, same. Um, lots of other um, ambitions and um, things would be great to try and achieve. I'm learning to fly. At the moment, which is uh, going pretty slowly, given i you know, haven't got much time for it. But um, that's something I'd like to uh, try and finish off and, and do more of. And uh, you know, I think uh, you know, it'd be good to try and put something back into the sport as well. I've uh, spent a lot of time racing and um, focusing on that, but um, you know, looking at the grassroots of the sport as well and encouraging more youngsters into the into the sport and and hopefully. Um, helping them be more successful, I think that would also be good.
0: Thank you very much guys for coming along, and thanks guys for coming to join us tonight.
5: Thank you.